The holidays can be a difficult time for anyone who has experienced infidelity in their marriage or relationship. And so the three therapists at Currents Counseling Center, Sharon Tedder, Jennifer Jingris, and myself, Tim Tedder, sat down to talk about some of the difficulties that are faced by people like you and some of the suggestions and help that we might be able to offer, along with comments from some of the members of our online community forum. Welcome to the Recovery Room Podcast, presented by AffairHealing.com. Here's your host, Tim Tedder. Hello, everyone. We decided we'd just kind of pop into your holiday celebrations to talk about the specific issue of how do you live through events like this, these special times, when at the same time you're dealing with the pain of an affair or recovery from any kind of infidelity? Lately, it's been a discussion on the uh, community forums, and it was also addressed in the last newsletter we sent out. But we thought we'd take a little bit of time just to talk about this with you. And by we, I mean me, Tim Tedder. Sharon Tedder. <laughs> Jennifer Jingris. And the three of us have just been sitting here talking a little bit about what we've been reading on the forums and just our own experiences in our lives and in the clients we work with dealing with this issue. So what are some of the thoughts you guys have about either how you've experienced this in your own life or what you've encountered with clients having to deal with living through and working through holiday events at the same time having to cope with this kind of pain and difficulty in their lives? Well, actually, I was just talking to a client about this. Like, I basically, as people, we put so much weight on these different holidays and these dates. And really, all they are is dates on a calendar that we have added all this meaning to. But what that does is it adds a ton of pressure and sadness and help and like all this depth to people who are suffering during the holidays. It's why like when people lose a, a loved one, holidays are the worst part, you know? Um, and, and especially if it happened really recently, so then you end up connecting, you know, the loss. And so, you know, when there's all this weight and pressure of being jolly and happy and merry, it can be extremely hard for people to put mm -hmm. on a happy face and have to be like, oh yeah, Merry Christmas, when inside they're just so distraught. Yeah, at the same time they can't take themselves out of the culture or out no. of the experience, so mm -hmm. it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's hard. Mm -hmm. So even though sometimes people may wish they could avoid these kinds of celebrations because mm -hmm. they're not in the mood for it or whatever, they, they can't. Mm -hmm. We have expectations of family or you know whatever, our, mm -hmm. our social circles, or even our own desire to be part of something that's always been part of our lives and yet now feels so different. Mm -hmm. so how, do you, how do you cope? How do you manage? Well, hearing you guys talk, it just reminded me that not only are you going through this time, it's a hard time, but you're also grieving the loss of what you thought your life was going to look like. Mm -hmm. So you may not be able to do certain family events because that would include your ex's family or your partner's family that now you're not on the same terms that you were before. So it's important, especially during the holidays, to surround yourself with family and friends who are there to support you and can kind of guide you through this time and help you 
get through it as best as possible. Well, that, that brings up a good distinction because I, I think of at least three broad groups that have to deal with this in different ways. One would be those, like you were mentioning, Jennifer, who because of an affair are now estranged from their partner or spouse, mm -hmm. uh, either permanently or temporarily, and now coming into these celebrations and events that normally friends and family are involved in mm -hmm. a certain way, it's a little bit awkward because you know, you can't be around the same people in the same way. Right. Anymore. So there's a change of tradition too. Yeah. It mm -hmm. could have included traditions where you went to your in-laws for mm -hmm. Christmas breakfast and now that's not an option. So what do you do instead, right. especially right. if there are kids involved? That's one group. The other group, the next one over would be those that are together. They're not necessarily estranged, but they have not resolved everything. Mm -hmm. They're still in the process of healing. They're experiencing a lot of difficulty and pain and maybe conflict even in the relationship. And now they're coming into this event together, mm -hmm. and yet it's mm -hmm. very different than they've had, ever experienced before. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the third group would be the couple that it's not a first time for them. Or maybe enough healing has gone mm -hmm. by already that are yeah. coming into the event on pretty good terms. And it's not the same as it ever was before because now they've got a new part of their story, and yet there's enough healing that it can be still a kind of celebration mm -hmm. for them. So mm -hmm. I think each of those are a little bit different. You know, maybe the input, the recommendation, the advice to each group might be a little bit different, mm -hmm. but... What would you have to say to any of those? Can I add people? another group? Sure. What about those who don't have a supportive family? Mm. You know, um, whether it's because they they have, for whatever reason, not told their loved ones, like they're carrying all that weight by themselves. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, there's that group too. Or they the there just aren't any family or friends around. They're like really like their mm -hmm. spouse was their life. And they're alone. And they're alone. Yeah. So what can we offer that can be of help or encouragement to any of these groups or any of these people? Well, one thing I would say, again, like the, the group I just talked about, the, the ones that don't really have, I think it's going to come from that real um, focus on what is reality. They've had a reality up until then that involved their spouse and who they saw themselves as while they were with their spouse. Now it's different. And so I think the strength in surviving the holidays for them is really going to come from a lot of self-love. It's going to come from really kind of internalizing like the good things about themselves that they have to offer that don't have to do with the spouse. You know, that, that these are things that are beautiful about me intrinsically and how I'm experiencing all of this, you know. So it's like reinventing the experience itself, you know, because if you don't have like a bunch of outward sources, you know, what do you do? Right. So it has to come from strengthening your internal. How would you encourage someone to exercise that in the middle of um, celebration though? In the yeah. middle of well, like going to a celebration? Well, or, or, or even coming to a day like Christmas or New Year's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that has certain memories or connotations. Mm -hmm. And now they're alone. And you talk mm -hmm. about self-love. But, mm -hmm. I mean, practically, on those days, are, are there things that you could encourage them to think about or to do? I mean, I personally, I know that I had alone Christmases when I was single. And um, at first, it was hard for me to kind of, you know, I mean, I had family, but they were all far away. I didn't, you know, and I had friends, but they all had families and they were doing their thing. So I was like by myself. I would just do that self-care stuff like journaling, like doing something new that I hadn't done before ever by myself that would be a new Christmas tradition. Like perhaps going to 
lights. Like I went to a couple different times. I went to like a neighborhood that has all the pretty lights and Mm -hmm. I drove around and I did that by myself. You know, I had not ever done that before, but it was nice. I mean, like it made me feel like happy and, you know, I just was very focused on my own emotional state. Every time I would start to drift into the melancholy feelings of that, like I would just redirect my thoughts to, no, you know what, this is the beginning of a new thing. This is the beginning of a new, healthier part of my life, you know? I mean, I think it's all very intentional and very much like um, you just have to be very mindful. It's that mindfulness thing of keeping your thoughts present in the present. You talked about doing things differently. It reminded me of one of the statements that came out, the post in our forum. Mm -hmm. Jennifer, I think it was Fiona Robb posted that. Yes, Fiona Robb. Yeah, she wrote... I find and still find that doing things differently helps. Hmm. Rather than keeping all the same traditions and doing things the way they were always done before, make some changes and do something completely new. And the children love it too if children are a factor. Sure, yeah. sure, absolutely. You know, I, I, I speak from a little bit different perspective, um, having been the one, you know, in, in my marriage to have had the affair and going through the events of, uh, I remember Christmas because Christmas was always really significant and important to me, my favorite holiday. Mm. And being involved with family and children uh, was, of course, a central part of that. And I remember the first Christmas that was going to be alone, Mm -hmm. not with them. Mm -hmm. What I did to cope (laughs) was I, I, I mean, I had time with my kids on a different time. It wasn't Christmas, but I just made that Christmas. And on Christmas Day, I remember... I probably had seven blockbuster videos. That that was back in the blockbuster, blockbuster. days, you know. <laughs> remember blockbuster? <laughs> I had oh seven God. blockbuster videos, and and I I remember I specifically intended to you know what this is not Christmas. It was December twenty fifth, but I didn't acknowledge it as Christmas. I got up and just said, you know, this is a day where I'm just a movie day for me. I'm just and I, I I didn't turn the radio on. I didn't watch anything else. And as much as I had control over, I just made it. Uh, a different kind of day. My celebration was when I could be with my children, you know, mm-hmm. maybe the weekend before or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's just what I needed to do to, to mm-hmm. be able to cope. I think there's that. a healthy way to do that, and then there's an unhealthy way to right. do that, too. You don't want to run from it, you know. But I know that's not what you're saying, yeah. right? You're, you're not saying, you know, la, 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 plug your ears and not notice that it's Christmas. You're saying, wait until later when you can be with your kids, to have Christmas. Yeah, or, I mean, I don't know. What about the people that are going through it for the first time? Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's that unhealthy if they need to just to deal with their pain in a way that just minimizes the celebration and mm-hmm. almost ignores the event for this first time because it's so traumatic. Mm-hmm. Is that such a bad thing? I think it depends. I think it depends on how you're doing it and why you're doing it. I mean, obviously, we could drink ourselves into oblivion. That's well, not good. That's well, that, that, that reminds, me of, <laughs> reminds me of a couple other quotes on the forum where I think yeah. someone said the, the way they coped was with uh, vodka and Xanax. There you go. There you <laughs> so, go. Yeah. Um, no, well, and also I mean, if it's a pattern of behavior for you, too, yeah, so sure. something well, that sure, you always course. do, then is it really of the healthiest course. thing for you? Yeah, no. <laughs> we would never advocate that. That is not something we want people to kind of do, run away from their pain. But I mean, there also is a lot to be said for awareness of what's happening inside of you. Mm-hmm. Being aware of these feelings that you're having and not trying to run from them or shove them down. Right. Well, you know none of I mean? us, yeah, none of us would propose that as being a healthy yeah. thing. Well, so, that's where like mindfulness could come in as a mm-hmm. possible helpful tool is to 
yeah. sit with yourself and really think about what's going on and being aware of it yeah. in the moment. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, one resource people can always look into, like there's a lot of different books on healthy grieving during the holidays because it is such a specific time that is so difficult for people. Mm -hmm. And even though we're not talking about the physical death of somebody, we are talking about grief, solid. That's what it is, you know, the grief of like what Jen said, like the way your life used to be, mm -hmm. what you thought your marriage actually was, that now it has shifted to something different, yeah. you know, and you're grieving that loss. So I think a lot of it applies. You just kind of, you can read a lot. There's a lot of good, you know, resources for people to try to deal with that, that kind of overwhelming sadness during this time. What about when children are in the mix? Because I, mean, I think that's different than if someone's just coping through the holidays, mm -hmm. isolated and alone, feeling mm -hmm. alone, mm -hmm. or maybe in the relationship, but there's a lot of tension, but no children are involved. Right. But then the kids, maybe just, they're all positive yeah. and can't wait, and you're inside dying. Mm -hmm. what, what do you do? Well, I think somebody else put on the forum was you fake it till you make it right mm -hmm. so you do the best you can i know most people as parents you want to give their kids this picture perfect christmas and it's really hard to do when you're in the midst of that turmoil but when you're with the kids you make an effort to be with the kids mm -hmm. and you can save the conflict or the tension for when they're in bed or later on i don't know if that's ignoring it but no, I, don't, I think, I think there's certain good. age yeah, too that they don't understand totally right. what's going on it's not age appropriate to let them know what's going on completely mm -hmm. But in the midst of that, trying to really focus on being there for the kids when mm -hmm. you can, mm -hmm. that could be a healthy distraction for you. Sure. You're not wallowing in the, your own grief mm -hmm. the whole time. I mean, my, my encouragement for couples, as much as possible, normalize these special events as far as the children's experiences mm -hmm. are concerned. I mean, make them as um, unaffected as possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know that's different for every you know, Some couples have boundaries in place that are necessary and so forth, but if there's any, any place where compromise should be considered mm -hmm. or allowed, mm -hmm. it should be in creating an experience for the children that is you know, as positive as possible. Because mm -hmm. strong memories are created around these special yeah. events. Mm -hmm. sure. And to turn this into a uh, a memory of conflict a or a memory of, yeah. Yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah, so I've, I've known many couples who have set up pretty strong boundaries in a lot of areas, but when it came to some of these celebrations, they came together to share it with their children. Their children mm -hmm. experienced both mom mm -hmm. and dad participating with them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think if that's possible, that's certainly encouraged. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I was just talking to somebody the other day, a friend actually, wasn't a client, but she um, mentioned how her daughters now are older. Uh, one is 21, one is 19. But when she was going through her divorce and there was infidelity as cause of mm -hmm. the divorce, she said that just recently her daughters said, you know, Mom, we just were talking about it between the two of us and we wanted to thank you because mm -hmm. we have so many memories where we didn't even realize like how bad things were for right. you at that moment because you just always made our life so like happy and, and pleasant and fun. And you were, you know, she, she did, she was like in the throes of all of it. Cause I was friends with her back then too. She was always, you know, just a really good mom and just taking care of her kids and like doing fun things with them and creative mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And so I just felt like, gosh, that's such a great thing to have your kids feedback like that and say, you know, we were, you know, we just want to thank you yeah, for doing that. And you know, my mom was a single parent. We shared Christmas and Christmas Eve, so we didn't have one or the other. We did both. Mm -hmm. But my mom would say, and I didn't even realize until I was in the situation of 
what would I do if I didn't have my kids on Christmas? And she never let that be a part of, like, mm. us worrying about her. She's like, no, it's time to go with your dad. You have to do Christmas twice. You're so lucky. She took it as that yeah. approach. But now as a parent myself, someone who's married and been through this, I can only imagine what she was truly going through. Right. Because I, we weren't aware of it as kids. Right, And she right. told us as an adult that she would go in the closet and cry. And we never knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she wanted, same thing, wanted to give us that experience and not have that be our memories of. Yeah, yeah tears and sadness. Yeah. And I feel like that's very different than stuffing your feelings and Mm -hmm. ignoring them and running away. That's very, very different. Having compassion and love and care for your kids isn't running away. It is like you, it's like a healthy distraction. It's like, you know, it's keeping yourself in a healthy place for them, you know, and in turn, that's helping you too, you know, because it does, it gives you a sense of purpose Mm -hmm. and a sense of, um, you know, just, just redirecting that that sadness to something healthy, which I think is fine and good. I think that's very different than a negative way of running away from things. Right. You know? One of the other things that came out in the forum, a couple comments were actually made about this, was in regards to social media during the holidays. Mm. And the difficulty of getting on Facebook oh. or some of these other places, and especially when that thing comes up of this time last year. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, Five years awful. ago. Yes. It's your perfect family. Yeah. yeah. And so I mean, oh, I, there there are a number of comments that were just saying it's probably better to avoid mm. some of the social media yeah. around this time. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. put that aside. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to be positive reminders. Mm-hmm. Be more negative ones. So. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. Oh gosh, I as can't. As much imagine. as you can. Yeah. And I know yeah. it's hard to put it away, but it reminds me of the video by Esther Perel where she says, "Affairs in this day and age is like death by a thousand cuts." Well, yes. I think it kind of the same idea because of technology. Every time you see the pictures and the reminders, or maybe your spouse is on Facebook with somebody else. It's right. just another. Yeah. Absolutely. Cut. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I guess as we wrap up, what's what's one thing we could um, say that would be encouraging? to maybe some of the people that are struggling through this season? Well, I think we addressed some of the couple of the groups you had mentioned in the beginning, but we didn't really address the couple that are still together, that are working towards recovery. Maybe they're a little mm-hmm. bit further out, and this is the first Christmas, where they're kind of moving in this new direction. Mm-hmm. And the betrayed spouse may start be worrying, is, is this going to overshadow now, this whole holiday? Even though we're moving in this new direction and things are looking better, are the memories still going to be there and how do I cope with that if that's what happens? But I think it's important to realize that you have this new relationship now. You can start these new traditions and it doesn't have to be something that overshadows the whole holiday season or those special times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they can keep the good stuff that still mm-hmm. feels good yeah. but add something to it, that's, make it something different in yeah, some way. Yeah, something new and different that they can look forward to that had nothing to do with mm-hmm. what happened before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's like what one of the quotes here on the forum, Urban Explorer says, technically last holiday season, which was 2015, was the first after my affair was discovered. So we were basically trying to survive and put on a happy face for the children and extended family. It was a very, very difficult time for everyone because we were not sure about separation or divorce. And my affair partner was still in the picture trying to get me to leave with him. Um, so that was last year, then cut to this year. Um, she says, now we're in the holiday season again, and it's better than last year. We are prioritizing keeping stress levels low and having family time together. I have found it's always harder to put on a certain face for others than it is to stay home and just be. Basically, since we decided to stay together, we are trying to acknowledge where we were last year on these loaded calendar dates 
and be sure we are somewhere different this year. We are trying to see it as something just a little bit triumphant. I try to assess how he is feeling about these things, and if he is up for celebration, I arrange it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just love that because that's, I think, the little bit of hope that you're talking yeah. about. It's like it can get better. Well, and I think the person going does. through that for the first time needs to know yes. that that's the possibility. That that's a possibility, that, yes, yeah. And they can work mm-hmm. towards that and have the hope. So let me end with reading a post from someone that's coming from the other perspective, someone who's facing this for the first time, and their circumstances aren't so good. In fact, this post was made recently in the forums by Karen72, and, and she talks about that she hasn't gone through a first Christmas alone yet, um, the, the pain of the affair, they've been separated, and yet he's coming back, the husband's coming mm-hmm. back to be in the home for Christmas for the sake of the children. It's kind mm-hmm. of what we talked about mm-hmm. before. But that's going to be a difficult thing for her. She canceled family coming in because they don't understand why she's even letting him come back around, mm-hmm. you know, to be around the kids at Christmas time, and so she doesn't want that stress. That's probably typical of a lot of people coming in into this season with a mix of feelings and a sure. mix oh, of, of experience yeah. and attention, all that. And so she writes, I think she expresses it well. If I could delay Christmas, I would, but I can't. So I'm going to be as kind to myself as I can. Mm. Trying to be strong, but inside crying out, maybe for a little Christmas miracle. The happy ending I've been dreaming of. But while I say goodbye to the worst year of my life, I'm happy to start a fresh new one, to make new anniversaries and celebrations. Mm. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Very well said. Yeah. So whatever experience you find yourself in today and during this season, Sharon, Jennifer, myself, wish you hope, a glimpse of joy, and that you find something good in the middle of all the pain and the discouragement of going on because there is hope, there is healing, and there is renewal through all of this stuff. Whatever that looks like, you know, in whatever form it takes for you. The holidays may not be happy, but they can be hopeful, Mm -hmm. and we hope they will be for you. If you'd like more information about our online community or about how to receive coaching from either Jennifer, Sharon, or myself, go to AffairHealing.com and you'll find all the information there.